Lord this morning. Come on. Praise the Lord. We want to welcome you to Victory Life Church and we want to welcome you to our first day of our revival. Praise the Lord. Amen. And uh, the theme of the revival is aligning with the Spirit. Aligning with the Spirit. Amen. And our prayer for you and the prayer for us is that we, as a body of Christ, get in line with what God is wanting to do in this season coming forth. What he's wanting to do in our lives, what he's wanting to do in our hearts, what he's wanting to do in our families, what he's wanting to do in our ministries. Amen. That we align with him so that we can receive everything that God has for us. Amen. Here in this season coming forth. Come on, somebody needs to get excited up in here. And I'm telling you, what's coming is good, but we don't want to miss it. Amen. We don't want to miss it because we're not in line, because we're not in place. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're on the brink of some great things. We're on the brink of, I believe, of revival in the church and the body of Christ. Amen. But we've got to get ourselves in line and prepared for what God has. Amen. As I pray and as I seek the Lord, amen, I hear the Lord saying there's a new wind of the Spirit that's going to be blowing in. Amen. And it's going to be released. Amen. And for those of us that are prepared, those of us that are awake, those of us uh, that are aware, amen, and in place, God is going to begin to release it into our lives. Praise to God. Because he's preparing us for what's going to come. Amen. He's preparing us, praise God, to be who we're called to be. Amen. To walk in the way that we're called to walk, praise God. To become the body of Christ, the church, amen. The Inglesia, the called out ones, amen. In order to make an impact in this world and in the kingdom of God, amen. Are y'all with me today? And so as we go over the next course of this next couple of days, amen. I just pray, God, that, you, that God aligns you in a way that you can be prepared for what God has there's great things coming, amen. There's great things coming in this church, in this body, and there's great things coming in the kingdom of God, amen. And so uh, let's get prepared. And so I want to say it's good to see y'all, amen. My name is Pastor Raymond, for those that don't know me. And amen. And if we have any visitors, we want to say thank you for being here with us. We want to welcome you, amen. And uh, amen, all of and the, the church members, thank you all for being here. Praise the Lord. It's awesome to have a family. It's awesome to have a body of Christ. Amen. And it's exciting to see what God's doing. Amen. We're building, amen, the new church. We've officially broke ground. Praise the Lord. Somebody give the Lord a hand. Praise for that. And, and so we're excited about that. But if, and if we have any first-time visitors, if you haven't taken the opportunity to fill out a connection card, please do so. Amen. You can get with one of the ushers. And they will be so kind as to give you a connection card. And that way we can connect with you. Amen. We can connect with you. Praise the Lord. But I'm going to go ahead and get prepared this morning to jump off into my message. And so if you would turn with me, I'm going to be in 1 Corinthians this morning. 1 Corinthians in chapter 2. As we see what Paul was saying to the church of Corinth and what God is saying to us today. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And we're going to start in verse 12 this morning, and I'll let you get there for just a moment. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. Praise the Lord. All right. 
1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. And the word of the Lord reads. He says, now we have received. Somebody say, we have received. Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. So that we may know the things freely given to us by God. See, once you get the Spirit, amen, it begins to reveal to you and you begin to know, amen, what God has really freely given you. And He's given us so much as children of God. But He goes on to say, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit. Combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man, somebody say a natural man. That's the natural mind. That's the, the unsaved man. Amen. The carnal man. But the natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. Next verse. But he who is spiritual. Do we have any spiritual people in the house of God today? But he who is spiritual appraises all things. Yet he himself is appraised by no one. Next verse. Praise the Lord. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? But we, somebody say, but we. But we have the mind of Christ. Let me pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you today in the name of Jesus. And Father, we praise your name for this time together, this revival, this church, this body, God. And Father, we praise you for your Holy Spirit, God. That, oh, God, we are so grateful, Lord, that you gave us the helper, that you gave us the comforter, that you gave us the one that leads us into all truth, Father. Lord, just have your way this morning, God. Anoint me to minister to your people, God. Open up their hearts to receive what you have, to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Father, I thank you, God, that you are faithful, God. Forgive us for all of our sins. Just wash us, cleanse us, and cover us in your Son's precious blood. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you give the Lord a hand praise this morning? Praise the Lord. All right. Praise God. Thank you, son. Great job. And so I want to talk to you this morning briefly, uh, as they put my topic on the board, I want to talk to you about the power of alignment. Amen? The power of alignment. And of course, we're here talking about aligning with the Spirit, praise the Lord, in this, in this revival. But I want to talk to you this morning about the power of alignment. And there's a few different points that I want to kind of bring uh, to your attention this morning because... God is trying to take us and take you and put you in alignment and put you in place, amen, and put us in place for what God is wanting to do in and through our lives, amen, and in and through the body of Christ. And so I want to talk to you about the power of alignment, and I want to start out by sharing a scripture with you that may be familiar out of Psalms 133 in verse 1 through 3, and it says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, 
the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments. It is like a dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there, somebody say, for there. For there the Lord commands the blessing life forevermore. And so we're talking this morning about the power of alignment, amen, and unity in relationships is what is going to bring us to a higher dimension in what God is wanting to do in our lives. See, there's something about it when the body of Christ begins to unify, when there begins to be unity amongst the brethren, praise the Lord, the Bible says that that is where the blessing of God is commanded, praise the Lord, it's released, amen, where it is begin to take place, amen, and live forevermore. Can I get an amen? And so unity takes us to a higher dimension, and it's there, saints, where God commands his blessing. In other words, when the church of Jesus Christ begins to become unified, you're going to begin to see powerful things take place amongst the body. Praise the Lord. If you can just get a few people unified, praise God, it's amazing what can be accomplished. That's why, amen, whenever you take, amen, a man and a woman in marriage, amen, and you unify them, praise the Lord, it's amazing what can be accomplished, praise God, in their lives. Can I get an amen? Amen. But it's unity in relationships is when we unite for God's purpose. And it's when we align with the vision that God has for us as the body of Christ within the victory life and living word family, praise the Lord, that we're going to see God move in a mighty way. And that's why I want to talk to you this morning about the power of alignment. Because there's power in aligning yourself with what God wants to do in your life. There's power, amen, in aligning yourself in what God wants to do in this congregation. We align ourselves first with God and His purpose, and then we align ourselves with God-ordained relationships that He's placed in our lives. First, we align ourselves with God, amen, and His purpose, and then we align ourselves with relationships That God has ordained in our lives. Praise the Lord. In other words, we go vertical and then we go horizontal. Can I get an amen? So when we're talking about alignment, amen, the definition of alignment is this. Alignment is the repositioning of two objects by bringing them into right relationship for maximum effectiveness. All right, I'm going to repeat that, amen. Alignment is repositioning two objects by bringing them into right relationship. Somebody say right relationship for maximum effectiveness. Somebody say maximum effectiveness. And saints, what God wants to do is he wants to reposition us in order to bring us into right relationship with him and those around us so that we can be effective and have maximum results. Are y'all with me today? See, God wants to bring each of us in alignment with his vision 
for this church. He wants to bring us in alignment with our senior pastors and our leadership and with each other. Amen. And this is where he will command the blessing of God. I'm here to tell you, saints, none of us will ever fulfill God's purpose for us alone. We're not going to get to where God has called us to go by ourselves. It doesn't matter how gifted you are or talented. We will not get where God has called us to go by ourselves. But it's the hour for the church to begin to align ourselves. Amen. Because we all want the blessing of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are y'all with me today? But the, his blessing is where brethren dwell together in unity. We see all kinds of examples, amen, of things that can be accomplished in unity. We, we know the story of the Tablet of Babel, amen, the Tower of Babel. They were unified for one purpose, praise the Lord. It wasn't the right purpose, but it was a purpose, amen. And as a result, they were accomplished great things. And that's where God came, amen, and began to mix up all their languages, praise the Lord, in order to be able to not allow them, amen, to accomplish what it was that they were trying to accomplish. Can I get an Amen. And all of us, we want the blessing of the Lord, amen. But the blessing is when we dwell together, and amen. So I want to share with you today. In other words, we have to bring ourselves in alignment, amen, in order to receive what God wants to do in our lives. And we have to bring ourselves in alignment two places, horizontally and vertically. Horizontally with God. And vertically with the right people so that we can fulfill our purpose. Praise the Lord. And so as I'm talking to you this morning about the power of alignment, I'm going to put my first point up here this morning. And my first point is this. Is aligning with the Spirit. Romans 8 and 14 says this, amen. For all who are being led by the Spirit, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. I want to give you a couple examples real quick. We've got to begin to align ourselves with the Spirit. The Bible says, amen, that those who are led by the Spirit are what? They are children of God. In other words, we got to begin to align our life with the Spirit to where we're not just encountering the Spirit, but where we're beginning to live and walk in the Spirit and the anointing of the living God. Because those who are walking in the anointing and are led by the Spirit are called children of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to give you a couple examples as we go forward here today. Praise the Lord. You know, Jesus, Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus is one that aligned his life with the Spirit of God. And as a result, the Father was able to use him mightily on this earth. Now, we know Jesus was born of the Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit impregnated Mary. Amen. He was born of the Spirit. But we also see, amen, in the New Testament where Jesus got baptized by John, praise the Lord. And baptized is aligning and identifying yourself, amen, with the cross, with the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. 
So in other words, Jesus, as he was baptized by John, was aligning himself, praise God. Are y'all with me today for what God wanted to do? And when you and I are baptized, we're aligning ourselves, amen. We're identifying, the Bible says, amen, ourselves with our Savior, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But here we are, Jesus began to align himself, amen, and the Spirit of God, as he come out of those baptism water, come upon him like a dove, praise the Lord, amen. He got filled with the Holy Ghost, and the Bible says that he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, The Bible says he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Of course, and he encountered Satan. He was tempted by Satan. But how many of y'all know, amen, Jesus, first of all, amen, he was baptized. Second of all, amen, the Spirit of God, he was filled with the Spirit. Then he was led by the Spirit, amen. And once he was led by the Spirit, then he began to fast, praise God, in order to continue to align himself with the Spirit and the will of God for what God wanted to do in our lives and I asked the church amen last week I was out of town in California but I had asked the church if they would join us in a fast because fasting aligns us with the spirit of God fasting begins to align us with the spirit of God praise the Lord amen it begins to break away the things of the world and the things of the flesh and aligns us with the spirit of God and what he wants to do in our lives And when we align ourselves with the Spirit of God, amen, I'm here to tell you there's nothing that's impossible for you, praise the Lord. Can I get an amen? And so Jesus was a great example, amen, of aligning with the Spirit of God, amen, and God used his life mightily. And God wants to use your life mightily in a mighty way, praise God, but he's just waiting for you to align up in the Spirit, amen, and let God begin to show you what it is he wants to do through your life. Can I get an amen? And we know when we align ourselves with the Spirit, the Bible tells us clearly, amen, that the Spirit, amen, the Spirit of God will lead you. And the Spirit of God will guide you. And the Spirit of God will teach you, amen, all things. Can I get an amen? So when you align yourself with the Spirit, He's fixing to order your steps. And He's fixing to show you which way to go. And He's fixing to show you what to do. And He's going to show you how to do it. Can I get an amen? But He's just waiting for you to align yourself up with His Holy Spirit so that He can begin to manifest Himself in your life. Can I get an amen? See, church, I'm praying here over these next few days that we begin to align ourselves with the Spirit of God So that God can begin to guide us, direct us, empower us, and teach us, and show us what it is that he wants us to do. Are y'all with me today? He's getting us prepared. Amen. For the release. Somebody say God is good. And the next point, amen, is aligning with the word as we go to Acts chapter 17 and verse 1. Acts chapter 17 and verse 1. Praise the Lord. Aligning with the word. Let's look at the scripture. He says, now, when they had traveled through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And according to Paul's custom, he went to them. Amen. For three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and giving evidence 
that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead. And saying, this Jesus whom I am proclaiming to you is the Christ. Now look at this. In other words, Paul was going there and he was preaching the message of Christ and Christ crucified. That Jesus Christ was the son of God. That he died for our sins. And he was preaching it to the Jews. Tough crowd, huh? Yeah. But look at this. He says, and some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas along with a large number of the God-fearing Greeks and a number of the leading women. Go to the next verse. But the Jews, becoming jealous and taking along some wicked men from the marketplace, formed a mob and set the city in an uproar. And attacking the house of Jason, they were seeking to bring them out to the people. When they did not find them, they began dragging Jason and some of the brethren before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have upset the world have come here also. And Jason had welcomed them, and they all act contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, King Jesus. Now, as we look at this scripture and we see about what's taking place here, as Paul is going and proclaiming the gospel message to the Jews, and the Bible says that some of them were persuaded. Some of them grabbed a hold of it. Some of them aligned their heart, aligned their mind, aligned their life with the word of God that was being preached and it was being released. Amen. And it says that he, they joined Paul and Silas with what they were doing. Amen. In the kingdom of God. Now, Paul and Silas were making a great impact. Amen. All across the world. The Bible says that they were there turning the world upside down. Praise the Lord. Amen. And when these Jews began to join and align themselves with the message that was being preached, guess what began to take place? Amen. Not only was Paul and Silas being used in order to turn the world upside down, but now these Jews that came in alignment with it, praise God, began to be used in order to turn the world upside down. And I'm here to tell you, when you begin to align your heart and align your mind and align your life with the word of God that's being preached, praise God. God's going to begin to release it in your life and use you in a mighty way. How many of y'all want to be used by God? Come on. Just align yourself with the word. Align it. There's some people when the word's preached, they receive it, they take it, they own it, and they apply it. And there's some people that they just hear it and they just go on about their life. Are y'all with me today? Now go to verse 5 right there. If you would, please. Making you work. Look at this. When you align yourself with the word, God begins to use you. But when you don't align yourself with the word, but you're still in the house of God. Amen. These Jews, they were religious people. Hello, they knew the law, they knew the Torah, they knew the Old Testament, they knew the first 
You know? But look what happened. Look at verse 5. But the Jews, becoming jealous and taking along some wicked men from the market place, formed a mob and set the city in an uproar. And attacking the house of Jason, they were seeking to bring them out to the people. Next verse. When they did not find them, they began dragging Jason and some brethren before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have upset the world have come here also. And Jason was welcomed them, and they act contrary to the decree of Caesar, saying that there is another king. Now look, go back to verse 5 as he puts it up there. But what happened is these people that didn't receive and align with the word of God, they were there and they were hearing it. Amen. They were... Amen. Religious people, but they became jealous. Amen. And they begin to create all kinds of disruption. And to the point to where they were even seeking to pull people and bring people, amen, out of the house of God. And when you don't align yourself with the word, praise the Lord, you can find yourself beginning to think weird and act weird. And you start getting all jealous of all kinds of people. And you start looking at what people do have or don't have. And what they're doing. And what they've got going on. And how God's using them. And how they're being blessed. And how this and that. Amen. Because you're not aligned with the word. Amen. And all of a sudden all these various things begin of the flesh begin to rise up. Amen. Jealousy. Anger. Clamor. Amen. All these various things. Amen. Bitterness. Amen. Hello somebody resentment unforgiveness praise God and before you know it if you don't begin to tackle it and align yourself with the word you can find yourself in a way amen where the devil's going to run you right out of the house of God and you might be trying to take some people with you <clears throat> so it's your choice align with the word and let God use you greatly and bless you or don't align with the word and find yourself being a stumbling block Somebody say, God is good. Align yourself with the word of God. When the pastor's preaching, do you hear the message or does it just fall on deaf ears? God has given you shepherds after his own heart that are the mouthpiece for God. Somebody say, God is good. Colossians 3.16 says this, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Let the word of Christ, let the word of God richly dwell inside of you. And you'll be admonishing one another. And you'll be singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and thankfulness in your heart when the word of God is richly in you. You're going to have the love of God for, and you're going to have love for God and love for others. But if you don't, amen, you're going to find yourself with all kinds of, amen, weird stuff going on in your heart, in your mind, in your life. Are y'all with me today? 
So I want us to begin to align ourselves, align ourselves with the word. You're going to hear a lot of messages over the course of the next four, four, four uh, services. Amen. My next point, praise the Lord. Align with the vision. Second Kings chapter four, verse eight. Now here in Victory Life, we have a vision. God has given us a vision to reach, to teach, to mend, and to send. And there's something powerful that will begin to take place when you and I begin to align ourselves with the vision that God has given us for the house of God that he's placed us. Right here in this scripture, amen, what you begin to see is the prophet Elisha is beginning to pass by the Shunammite woman's house. And the Shunammite woman notices him and she invites him in, amen, to have a meal. And then as she invited him in, she began to realize that he was a man of God. And the Bible says, amen, that she said to her husband, I perceive that this man is a man of God. See, she began to see her, this man, not as just a normal man, but a man that was anointed by God, that was called by God, amen, that was a man of God in her life, praise the Lord. And she began to let him in, the Bible says, and she says, every time you come by here, you come and you eat here. And then the Bible says she went a little bit further and she began to open up her house to him. And she says, I tell you what, don't just stop by, amen, and let me feed you. But let me go ahead and build you a chamber inside of my house. And she began to tear down some walls, amen, and build a chamber so that the man of God would have a place within her house, amen, in order to stay. Now, you and I know the house, amen, is where our most precious possessions are. And the house is where our most personal, amen, life is, praise the Lord. We can all come to church and look good and put a smile on and act all spiritual. But what about what takes place in our house, praise the Lord, amen. What about when you first wake up in the morning, or what about when you're getting ready to go to bed and you're cranky? Or what about when you and your husband or wife get in an argument, praise the Lord? Or what about, amen, whenever, amen, your kids are doing this and that, praise God. But she said, you know what? I'm going to let the man of God into my house. But I had to tear down some walls in order to let him in. And when you tear down those walls and let the man of God be who God had intended him to be in your life, you're going to begin to see the blessing of God release. And so she built a chamber above her place. And this was signified her, amen, because I went up to my, my we built the second floor. We didn't build it, but it was already there, and we remodeled it for the kids, and we opened it all up. We tore down most all the walls. And when we were upstairs, I could see the whole property. I could see because there's windows on every side. I was like, man, honey, we should have just tore this out and made this one big room for us. <laughs> because we can see the whole property here. In other words, amen. In other words, uh, 
I, I can see, see vision. Are y'all with me today? And so what she was doing in this situation is kind of funny because the guys in, in, in the guys over and I've shared this with the homes, but the guys over in Pakistan, they did this and they don't even know they did it. And I shared the scripture with them and told them they built a house recently. They had to remodel their whole house because it was falling apart. Amen. And they were building the house. And they said, hey, we're building you a room on, on, the, on the top floor. And they said, in fact, we're going to call this house the Zypher house. And I didn't know if that was so whenever I go over there, they'll know where to come and ambush me or what. But <laughs> anyways, and so they, they, they said, this is, we're going to call this a Zypher house and we're putting your place on. And so what that's doing, what this lady, the Shunammite woman was doing whenever she began to do this, amen, is she began to take the vision of the man of God and she began to place it over the vision of her house. She began to align herself with the vision of the man of God. Amen. And she placed it over hers. In other words, that vision was the vision she, amen, that she placed over hers. And when you begin to place the, the vision of the man of God or the house of God over your vision, praise the Lord. Amen. Then God will begin to give to you what you've given to somebody else. In other words, when you begin to help somebody else carry out their vision, praise God, that God has given them, amen, especially when it's a God-given vision, then God will begin to release to you the vision that you have for your very house. I'm here to tell you right now, the reason why I'm here today is because I took the vision that God had given my pastor, and I took ownership of it, and I began to run with it, and I began to work for it, and I began to live it. It became my own vision in my heart and life. And as a result, look what God did. He began to give me my own vision. And the same thing, that's what takes place. The same thing with Zechariah, praise God. He owned the vision of Victory Life and of Pastor Raymond, amen, and of this church as if it was his own. He took it on as if it's his own, amen. He took ownership of it. And as a result, God begins to release his vision slowly. And he'll do the same within you and your family but you've got to put the vision of this house and the man of God above your vision. And you've got to let the man of God in your life to be who he's called to be. You've got to break down some walls. You've got to be vulnerable. In other words, you've got to look at him not like a parole officer or a police officer, but like your pastor. They're your pastor. They're there to help you. They're there to further you. They're there to help you be successful. They're there to bless you, not to hurt you, not to lock you up, not to control you. But you've got to let them be who God's called them to be. And you've got to take the vision here and place it above your vision. She let the man of God into her house and not just to eat. It's one thing to have the pastor over for lunch or dinner, but she let him over, amen, to stay he got to see everything going on in there. Woo. Can I come stay the night? You know, for a couple weeks. Hello? I let come people come stay the night in my house. It's called a home. Home directors know what I'm talking about, don't they, Ken? 
<laughs> they know. Somebody say God is good. But the thing that began to take place right there whenever she did that, amen, a couple things. She gave him a bed. She gave him a chair and she gave him a lamp. That bed represented restoration. When you begin to do that and let the man of God be who he is, then full restoration begins to be released in your life. Whenever you let the man of God in and let him to be who he's called to be and you align yourself with the vision, then that chair represents, amen, your place in the church. And it represents authority. And so God will begin to delegate his authority to you and raise you up and use you in, amen, because, amen, you've let the man of God be who he is called to be in the vision in your life. In that place, that lamp represents, amen, the revelation that God will release to you whenever you're lined up with the man of God and when you're lined up with the word of God and when you're lined up with the vision of God, then you're going to begin to receive the fullness of revelation that God has for your life. God will just begin to download into you. He'll just begin to pour into you. You'll begin to hear the word and you're going to get something great. You're going to walk away with the fullness, amen. Are y'all with me today? It's one thing to hear a good word, and it's one thing, amen, to, amen, get, but, amen, it's another thing when God just downloads it and wrecks your world, praise the Lord. And then you want to know the greatest part about that blessing? Amen. Praise God. The greatest part about that is at the end, this is what the man of God said to her. He said, hey, now what can I do for you? He said, what can I do for you? And she was wanting a child. And how many of y'all know God honored what she had done and gave her a child? And when you begin to line yourself in that way with the vision and with the man of God, then God's going to begin to give you what it is that you need and want. Are y'all with me today? So you're going to get full restoration. You're going to get your place in the house of God. You're going to get revelation from the Lord. There's sometimes when I can preach and you won't, you, it won't even be what I'm preaching. And the Holy Spirit will just be right there downloaded in you, man. It, exactly what you need. Boom, boom. Because you're in a spirit, you're in, you're in an atmosphere with the spirit of revelation here. Zechariah, most of the sermons he got back in the day was because he, it, it, I would be preaching. I'd be preaching. There'd be a spirit of revelation here. Amen. And he, he wouldn't even have a whole lot to do with what I was preaching. Amen. But it would just be because he was in that atmosphere and he was fully, amen, in line with what God had. And God would just download. Boom, boom, boom. I remember going to a conference in California. And, amen. I didn't hear hardly anything they were saying. Praise the Lord. But that's okay because I was, just, I was locked in with the Holy Spirit. And that, he downloaded so much to me that time. It was crazy. For three days straight. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say God is good. And my last point, amen, is to align with the man of God. You know, y'all remember Elisha whenever he was being called and by God? And, you know, Elisha was one that was the armor bearer and servant of Elijah. And the Bible says, amen, that Elisha would be there, right there with Elisha, Elijah, amen, right in line. And one time uh, he said, hey, can I go back and kiss my mother and my father? And the Bible says he's, if he would have done that, 
he would have not been in place and he would have missed what God had for him because Elijah was about to throw the mantle of God on him. Somebody say God is good. You know, one thing I want you to know, saints, is that our assignment, see, if Elisha would have missed that, he would have missed his assignment. And our assignment determines our alignment. In other words, our alignment will not determine how far we go in our assignment. I mean, our alignment will determine how far we go in our assignment. In other words, there's no lone rangers in the kingdom of God. I know y'all heard this before, but not even the lone ranger was alone, praise the God, because he had Tonto. Hello. But when something is not aligned, how many of y'all know it can end up in a ditch? See, God has a great plan for us, but often people miss it because they're not aligned. Elisha in the Bible almost missed his destiny because he almost missed the moment of alignment when Elisha was going to put that, throw that mantle on him. He was called to God's purpose and vision for him, but he wanted to go and kiss his parents goodbye first. Now, there's nothing wrong with kissing his, your parents, amen, before you go, but he wanted to do that first. And as a result, he almost missed his moment with God because he, what he first wanted to do. Now, I want, I want you to grab that for a second because what, you, what do you first want to do before you align yourself with the purpose of God for your life? Hello. What is it that you first want to do? Are you all with me today? Pastor, I want to first make some money and, amen, and become successful in my job and then I'll align myself with you. I want to first enjoy myself, amen. I, I want to I, I live this life, Amen. Hello, I want to grow my business or raise my children. And how many of y'all know there's nothing wrong with any of those things, but they must never be first. In other words, if anything else is first, you might miss the moment of your destiny, praise the Lord. Because there's a moment where God calls you to reposition yourself, and if you miss it, you can miss your destiny. Because alignment will cost you something, but it will also give you everything. And many people go into association with people, amen? And I want you to look at this. They go into association, and association is good. Association brings blessing, right? It brings blessing on somebody's life. But I'm here to tell you that alignment positions you to have the blessing change your world for the kingdom of God. In other words, let me share that one more time. Through association, you can have certain things. Hello, if you're associated with certain people, you can have certain things, right? But through alignment, you can have greater things. Everybody that's in this church is receiving something, and they're blessed for being here and being associated with Victory Life, whether you know it or not. Amen. Whether it's through the praise and worship, whether it's through the word of God, whether it's through you giving, amen, and sowing into this ministry and God moving, amen, you're associated and it's good. You get the blessing of being associated. Praise God. But when you align yourself, when you line up completely, I'm talking about in your heart, 
I'm talking about in your mind. I'm talking about in your will. I'm talking about in your life. Praise God. When you align yourself completely, that's when you're going to receive everything that God wants to release upon your life. Praise the Lord. Anybody that walks in these doors associated with us receives the blessing of the service. But when you align yourself completely, that's the one that God's going to begin to pour it out on. Are y'all with me today? Alignment brings greater things. Some of you are just associated. Amen. Yeah, that's my pastor. Yeah, that's my church. I go there. But when you begin to decide to align yourself and you own it, that's when God's going to begin to move in a mighty way. Can I get an amen? amen? Association benefits for a moment. Momentary benefit. But alignment benefits you for a lifetime. Elisha had a double anointing because he didn't just associate with Elisha, but because he aligned himself with Elisha. And he had a double portion of his anointing, and he became his servant of Elisha through alignment. He did double what Elisha did. Hello, somebody. Are y'all with me today? He did double what Elisha did. Through alignment, the same spirit that is in that ministry will benefit everyone that is involved in it. It's not about the man, it's about the mandate that God has given, amen? We have to align ourselves with the heavenly vision so that God will and will and can be, his will can be done on this earth. Elijah, who did so many things for the kingdom of God, was still known as the servant of Elijah. The rich young ruler missed his assignment because he didn't want to align himself with the vision of God. Are y'all with me today? And we can miss our assignment because we miss the moment of our alignment. Amen. And there's a lot of gifted people who are doing nothing for God because they haven't aligned themselves for God's purpose for their lives. All kinds of gifted people. See, God builds his whole kingdom by aligning the body of Christ. And sometimes people don't want to fit in where God has placed them. But I'm here to tell you today, the wheel doesn't tell the car where to fit. Praise God. The wheel aligns itself with the car. Amen. The manufacturer designed the wheel to fit it where it should. We're the potter. He's the clay. Amen. And when you and I will do whatever you want to do, Lord. Amen. Are y'all with me today? We're blessed by associations, but in our alignment, it brings us into the destiny and our purpose. That's why you have a lot of people that sit in church year after year, and they're wondering why God hasn't used their life. And they are gifted as can be, and talented as can be, and got ability like no other. And they're not being used. I've been here for years. Have you aligned yourself? Somebody say God is good. You know, I'm about to get ready to close as the worship team comes. I want to give you some examples real quick. Y'all familiar with the 12 disciples? 
the 12 disciples align themselves with Jesus. Hello. Paul and Timothy, they align themselves. Timothy aligned himself with Paul. Moses and Joshua. Joshua aligned himself with Moses. And as a result, the people of Joshua's generation, they didn't fulfill their purpose because they didn't align themselves with Joshua. When a car is not aligned, it'll reach, it'll not reach its destination. If each of us is in a family of love and faith, then we're not aligned with God's purpose and vision for that ministry. Not only will the ministry not reach its purpose, but you will miss our purpose. Let's look at the steering wheel for a moment. Praise God. How many of y'all know when a steering wheel is out of alignment, it vibrates, doesn't it? Anybody ever had a had that problem? Look, when you're out of alignment, you're just like a wheel. You're just like the alignment. You're like the steering. You're going to begin to vibrate. It's those people who always have an inner vibration. They never agree with anything you say, amen. They always argue and fight because they don't agree. Inwardly, they have a different vibration. The wheel keeps pulling into a different direction, amen. You go this way, and they go that way, and they always want to do their own thing, amen. I can do it better than the pastor, praise God. He didn't hear from God. I heard from God, amen. It's that wheel keeps on going off, and on the side of, amen, it ends up in a ditch. You're going to vibrate yourself into a ditch if you don't align yourself in the way God wants to align you. Are y'all with me today? And then you become unbalanced. And how many of y'all know when you're unbalanced, that's when you begin to be offended and hurt in the church. You're out of balance with the headship. You're out of balance with the vision. Are y'all with me today? And we begin to blame others for their problems and we have selfish focuses because we're out of balance. We're focused on self. Are y'all with me today? And as a result, we never reach our maximum potential until we align ourselves. I'm almost done. The church is the hope for the world. The hope for our nation. And Jesus is the answer. But we've got to align ourselves with the purpose and plan for the family of Victory Life. If this is your church, if this is your home, if this is your ministry. Because that's where God will command the blessing. Gideon defeated the Moabites with only 300 soldiers, but they were aligned. They didn't each soldier do his own thing, but they did exactly what God told Gideon to do. They shouted and said, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And as a result, they had victory. Israel couldn't build the wall for 500 years. And how many of y'all know Nehemiah built it in 52 days? What Israel, the children of Israel couldn't do in 500 years, Nehemiah did in 52 days because they aligned themselves. Are y'all with me? They were side by side and they each had the same intensity and the passion and the fervor and the commitment. They were aligned, amen. And God, come on somebody. 
He doesn't align himself with us. We need to align ourselves with him. We need to align with the vision of the church in order to experience the blessing that he has for us. But the question today is, will you align? Will you? In just a moment, amen, we're about to have take communion of the Lord's Supper. And that's us aligning with God. That's us coming into unity. That's us uh, repenting of our sins, amen. That's us receiving God's healing. That's us forgiving others. That's us having unity, amen. We're going to take of the Lord's Supper, but the Bible says you don't want to take of it in, of an unworthy manner. In other words, I wanted at the first day of this revival for us as we're getting, beginning to align ourselves, let's begin to do it, amen, by taking action. Praise the Lord, amen. And part of that action is, is us beginning to examine ourselves, amen, and begin to evaluate ourselves and begin to see what area is out of alignment in our life, amen. What area in our hearts out of alignment? What area in our mind is out of alignment? What area is out, amen. And then we begin to bring it back. Praise God. Somebody say, bring it back. We begin to bring it back where it needs to be. He says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Amen. Maybe you've really had an issue with the church or the pastor or whatever it is. Maybe it's time to align. Amen. So that God can release the blessing in your life. Maybe you've had some kind of sin in your life that's hindered you. It's time to align. That way God can command the blessing on you. Amen. Repent. That's all you got to do. And he, he's, repent. He's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So in a minute, we're going to worship. Amen. And I want you to take that time to examine yourself. I want you to take that time to worship whatever God puts on your heart. Amen. And it will prepare ourselves for community. But this is us aligning ourselves because there's power in alignment. There's blessing in alignment. There's fruitfulness in alignment. I'm here to tell you today, saints, God will take you somewhere, man, that you're wanting to go. He'll take you farther than you can. Just get lined up, praise God. Amen. God doesn't work in the midst, amen, of, you know, God doesn't work in the midst, praise the Lord, of disunity. He doesn't. The reason why I'm blessed is because I align myself with God. I align myself with the pastor, the vision of the house. And I align myself with the will of God that God had for my life. Come on, stand to your feet. So we're going to take this time and you just meditate. If you need to kneel at your seat, if you need to come to this altar, amen, whatever you need to do, if you need to stand there and worship, whatever it is, I just want you to take this moment to align yourself, amen, and get ready for this communion and get ready for what this revival is going to happen over the next four days. Come on, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God, we praise you. Come, Holy Spirit, and have your way, God. Come and pour it out in our lives, God. You are worthy, my King. Have your way, in Jesus' name, amen.